to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to explain the offer at the end of today's program. Right now, let's go on and listen to Michael Hoggard in Secrets of Solomon's Key. Our topic tonight is The Secret of Solomon's Key, Revealed. Like the fictional character Robert Langdon in Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code, Michael Hoggard reveals from the Illuminati the most darkest diabolical secrets in the world. Using the elements of scripture, numerics, biblical typology, and the prophetic word of God, Michael reveals the truth behind, the meaning behind the sacred design of Washington, D.C., God's longitude, Freemasons using children to bring in the new world order, the hidden truth behind the Star of David, the real reason for stem cell research, and a new understanding of the mark of the beast and the number 666. Will you help me welcome our speaker tonight, Michael Hoggard. Thank you very much. Good to be with you tonight. Appreciate that. Appreciate you being here. It's good to be here once again with the Prophecy Club and you find people. And uh, what a joy it is to stand here. I love God's people. Amen. I love being with them. There's nothing in the world like them. And, and I'm just thankful that God has allowed me here. Several years ago, God established some things in my heart uh, concerning what we're going to be dealing with tonight. And, and just in the progression that we're going to show these things tonight. Number one, that the King James Bible is the Word of God. It is where the truth of God is. And God said every word in this book. Do you believe that? Say amen. Okay, I believe it and uh, I live by it. This book has saved my life. Then God began to show me some things out of the Scriptures concerning Bible prophecy, Bible typology, stories in the Old Testament and the New Testament that reveal prophecies for us who are living in the last days. And I believe that we're there right now is where I believe that we're at right now. We're there in the last days. Then God began to show me Bible numerics and how the numerical code of the Scriptures. God uses numbers in the Bible and He uses them for a reason. One of the most enigmatic numbers in the whole Bible is the number 666. And we're going to see something I think is brand new that's going to be fresh for us tonight and understanding of what that number is all about. I don't think I have all the answers, but I think we're headed in that direction and I'm excited about that. And then several years ago, we uh, put out a book called The Babel Conspiracy. The Prophecy Club did a video on that, the scripture numerics of 9-11. And God began to show me some very, very interesting things that were going on in our world and in our country. By the way, they're still going on right now. They're still going on. This Virginia Tech killing is, is part of that. And I may allude to that tonight as we move on. But anyway, those things are still going on. And uh, then God began to, last year... I read the Da Vinci Code. We did a video on that, and God showed me some things from that. Uh, that was written by Dan Brown, and I found out a few months ago that Dan Brown is writing a new book called The Solomon Key, or that's what we think it's going to be called. And uh, it's going to deal with Freemasonry in America and the Freemason establishment of this country. And so I began to, I was intrigued by that. And I began to look at that and began to look into it, trying to... And see, last year when I did the Da Vinci Code, I was about three years behind the book coming out. And, uh, but we were kind of right on target with the movie coming out. And this year, I hope to be ahead of him with all of this stuff. But whether I deal with what he's going to talk about or not, the things that God has shown me in the last two or three months has just absolutely just blown my mind. It's made the doodads run up and down my spine. You ever had those? Amen? That's how the Holy Spirit's telling you something's going on, right? But uh, some interesting things that God has shown me even in the last few weeks, and I'm just thankful for it. And, uh, but let's just get right into the presentation here. I want you to take a look at this symbol up here. And uh, what do you think that, what, what, what comes to mind when you see that symbol? 
Okay, you see a pentagon. Okay, actually, that's a six-pointed figure. Okay, what 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 nat- what naturally comes to your mind? Starved David, the nation of Israel. Okay, now I want you to look at something here because I believe that God designs His own symbols. Amen. I believe that, in fact, God is better at it than we are. Okay, this is a symbol that was graven by art and man's device. That's out of the book of Acts. Okay, and we have to be careful about symbols that are graven by man's device. But yet, when God designs a symbol and establishes it, then you know that it's the truth. Now, take a look at that symbol and then take a look at that. That's called an Easter lily. And remember there in the, uh, in, the te- in the temple that God had Solomon design and build, that on top of the two columns that he had there, God told Solomon to put lilies up on top of that, okay? And remember the Song of Solomon. Who is the lily of the valley? Who is that? It's Jesus, and it was a picture of Jesus. And Jesus told us, he said, consider the lilies how they grow. He said, look at the lilies, look at the design. I like God's symbols better than I do man's. Amen? By the way, God's symbols smell better too. Amen? Okay? They just, I mean, I just like them better than that. So what I'm going to show you is, even though Israel has, has sort of grasped onto this symbol and claimed it as their own, God has a better one for them. And the real meaning of the symbol is Jesus Christ because he's the lily of the valley to the nation of Israel. Can I hear you say amen? Do you love Israel tonight? Say amen. Okay. Now, let's, let's get into some scripture numerics here. This is not going to be a complete covering of all the numbers that are in the Bible, but I'm going to cover a few of them tonight just so that you have a basis. I see some of you writing this stuff down. You're going to need that because there's going to be a test later on, okay? The number five, the number five in the scriptures, the Antichrist. By the way, in the King James Bible... The Antichrist is mentioned five times in the King James Bible. Satan is mentioned 55 times in the King James Bible. And devils are mentioned 55 times in the King James Bible. Okay, Just kind of get that in your mind there. That's the number five. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, we see that Lucifer has a five-point plan for dominating planet Earth. He said, number one, I, I will ascend into heaven. Number two, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Number three, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Number four, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And number five, look at this, seven words, I will be like who? The most high. He is going to replace God so that he is God sitteth in the temple, you know the verse, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Ezekiel chapter 28, the Bible says concerning the prince of Tyrus, and that's very important because we're going to see that later, but it's a picture of Lucifer, and he says, I sit in the seat of God. Ezekiel chapter 28, notice that, okay? This is very important, but that's what that number five represents. So when we see a symbol graven by man's device, how many points are on this thing? One, two, three, four, five. Notice Revelation chapter 9, verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded. Notice we have a repetition of the number 5 here. The fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. A star fall from heaven. Remember Isaiah 14. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, we see a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the what? 
The word key is very... See, we're dealing with a key, aren't we? We're dealing with what Freemasons talk about is the key here. God began to show me these things. We're going to be dealing with Freemasonry tonight. And I want you to know, if you're here tonight and you're a Freemason, I want you to know how much I love you. And I really mean that. I love you with all my heart. And I want to tell you the truth of what God has shown me. I didn't get this truth from the Masonic Lodge. I didn't get this truth from Albert Pike. I didn't get this truth from a Mason. I got this truth from the Word of God. And I want to show you that tonight. And if you're watching this video and you're in Freemasonry, I want you to know that God has a better solution for you. If you just want brotherhood, hey, I know a brotherhood, amen? The brotherhood of Jesus Christ. And I know a lot of churches have masons in them. I don't want to be your enemy unless you make it that way. But I just want you to know that I love you and I care enough about you to tell you what the truth is tonight. And after you watch this video, after you see this presentation, then you decide. You decide. And if you don't believe a word I say, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your Bible out. And I want you to begin to read it. And I want you to get along with God. And you ask God, God, is this something you want me to be in or not? Does that sound reasonable tonight? God, is this something you want me to be in or not? Okay? So anyway, but these, a lot of these symbols I'm going to show you are from Freemasonry. But to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Notice we have a fifth angel sounding. Notice we have a star fall from heaven. And we have a movie. I talked about this last year. I talked about this in some other videos that we have. A movie called Starman came out in the mid-80s. Notice the symbolism here. A star falling from heaven. And what are stars in the Bible, by the way? Angels. Keep that in mind. That is so important because last week, God just solidified this thing for me right from the scriptures. Something about stars that I found out last week, okay? This, I can't hardly wait to get to it. It's so cool, all right? But anyway, notice the star falling here. And what is this movie about? We talked about this, but what is this movie about? Jeff Bridges plays a, 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 an angel, an extraterrestrial, a, a, uh, a something that's out there. And he falls to the earth. And he takes on a human form. He meets this woman. He mates with her and produces a child in her. This child is a hybrid. A cross between a human woman and a star man. Now, is there something in the scriptures that tells us that? We're going to look at that in a minute. Okay? Very interesting already. This is, we're heading to the secret of what Freemasonry represents. The word Christ, I love this, the word Christ is mentioned 555 times in the King James Bible. And this was really cool when I put this together. See, Christ, mentioned 555 times, defeated Satan, who was mentioned 55 times, with exactly 55 words in the King James Bible, quoting from the fifth book of the Bible. Somebody say amen. By the way, when he was on the cross, they pierced him how many times? One, two, three, four... And Satan got his defeat with that fifth piercing, didn't he? Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, man. So that's, that's the number five. Now let's look at the number ten. What does the number ten represent? It's a, it's a perfect number. It represents completion. Okay. How many commandments? Ten commandments. Think about that. Okay. The law. Okay. But watch this. In Ezekiel 28, God is describing for us Lucifer. And I believe that's talking about the devil, don't you? Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. You see, it's only the Bible scholars who don't believe that stuff anymore. Amen? 
Okay? But he said, Thou hast been eaten the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, gold. How many stones there? Ten stones was the covering of Lucifer. This is very important. Keep this in your mind. Okay? Keep this in your mind. Then we look at Deuteronomy 4.13. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even what? Ten commandments. And he wrote them upon what? Two tables of stone. I'm giving you clues here as to where we're headed. Daniel chapter 2, verse 41. And whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet... By the way, why am I mentioning toes of the feet and the number 10? There's 10 toes, amen? Unless you're a giant, right? They've got 12. They're all messed up. Giants are hybrids, aren't they? There's something different about them. We're going to head that way here in a few minutes. But I want you to know, notice that the, the kingdom that God shows to Daniel, that last day's kingdom, that fourth kingdom... Ten toes here, and there is a biblical reason why. By the way, I just, we just read the secret. We just read the secret, and I'll explain that in a minute. Revelation chapter 17, and the ten horns. How many horns? Ten, and who's that on? The beast. John said, I saw a beast with seven heads and ten horns. The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. Now notice the symbol that I have next to this verse here. Okay, What are Freemasons known for when they greet one another? Secret handshakes. I read part, I'm still reading it, it's a big book. I read part of Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma. Now, in case you don't know who Albert Pike was, Albert Pike is referred to as the grandfather of Freemasonry in this country. If there was anybody who knew the secret of Freemasonry, it was Albert Pike, and he never really actually quoted it in this 800-page book, but he, he walked all around it, and he said that the handshakes reveal the secret of Freemasonry. So when I meet, if I were a Mason and I meet another Mason, and I shake that Mason's hand with this one of these funny handshakes, I have five fingers on this hand, he has five fingers on his hand, how many does that make? Think about it, okay? Think about that ten, and think about those ten kings, and Lucifer with those ten stones who covers him, okay? Just keep those in your mind, we'll see that more in a little bit. Notice we have a story here. This is typology. Go back and read this. 1 Samuel chapter 25. David is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Abigail is a picture of the church. She's a virtuous woman. But her husband is called Nabal. And Nabal is described in this chapter as a son of Belial. And notice that God smote him that his heart died within him. There's a word there I want you to pay attention to. And it became as what? Stone. And for how long? Ten days. Take a look at it. This is going to make more sense a little bit later on, but I'm laying a framework for you. Does anybody recognize this symbol here? Does anybody know what this is? Anybody? This is called the Sephiroth. I notice that nobody here is into the Kabbalah. That's good. Okay? I'm relieved to see that. Madonna is in the Kabbalah, right? Okay, that's who she has decided to side with. 
By the way, I'm, I'm, going to talk about the, I'm going to talk about the Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. I'm going to talk about Freemasonry. I'm going to talk about the Newage movement, because it rhymes with sewage. Amen? Okay? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Rosicrucianism. I'm going to talk about all these occult things, because they all tie in together with this one secret. Okay? They all link together with this one secret. Okay? And so, but this is the Sephiroth. This is the Kabbalah tree of life. The Kabbalah is Jewish mysticism. It is everything that God told the Jews not to learn from the Canaanites and the Babylonians that they learned. Okay? And they incorporate or they mingled it with their Jewish traditions. And they come up with this thing called the tree of life. Now, if you'll notice here, there are ten circles in here. And all these crisscross paths, they form about 22 paths. Now, that number is important, too. But they form about 22 paths. And I haven't done a lot of reading into Kabbalah. It's really, really, uh, it's a mystery religion. And it's very hard to understand the literature. And anybody who's in it is going to spend a lifetime trying to figure all this out. And they'll never get anywhere. They'll die and go to hell. Truthfully, amen? Because they have abandoned the truth of the word of God. But see, they're trying to find light. They're trying to find or reach the next stage of man's evolution. Or they're trying to have their, their third eye open or receive illumination. There's a word for you right there. They're trying to receive illumination. And they believe that going through these paths here with these 10 circles and these 22 pathways, they believe that going through that, they will reach what's called transformation and they will be transformed into like a being of light or something like that. I don't quite understand it. But see, that's what Freemasonry is all about, right? When you reach to go through the levels, you are illuminated. You receive the light of Freemasonry. That's what witchcraft was about. That's what the New Age movement is about. That's what all these cults are about. It's about receiving light and illumination. Even the Mormon church, which is based on Freemasonry. Amen. There's, been vi- there's videos back here that talk about that. They talk about man who will become gods. Think about it, okay? And this is where we're headed with this, okay? Notice that it has 10... Now, I'm having you look at that because we're going to see it a little bit later on. Now we switch to the number 23 equals death and sacrifice and crucifixion in the Scriptures. Notice the number, Luke 23, 23. They were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. That word crucified there. This is the 23rd occurrence of that word. Now, the number 23 is an interesting number in the Scripture, and it is a basis for what we're going to talk about tonight. Because if you look in your King James Bibles, you will see that the serpent spoke exactly 46 words to Eve in Genesis chapter 3, which is 23 times 2. Okay, you follow me so far? If you get your King James Bible and you start counting all the words that Lucifer spoke in Genesis 3, you'll find exactly 46 words there. And what was he trying to do with her, by the way? He was trying to get her to disobey God and follow him, right? Now I want you to notice back up here again, there are exactly 46 chromosomes in the human cell. God designed us, didn't he? Okay, 46 chromosomes, 23 pairs, okay? Look at Romans chapter 12. Now, think, think about the number 23 being the number for death and sacrifice. Look at that verse there, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what? Living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Somebody say amen to that. God designed it into us, and the devil's trying to take advantage of it. Okay? I want you, this is so important. I want you to remember that. 
The number 33, the phrase the beast is mentioned 33 times in the King James Bible in the New Testament. Beast, just that word beast is mentioned 132 times, which is 33 times 4 in the Old Testament. Christ was 33 when he died on the cross, showing the destruction of the beast or the man of sin. The 33rd word spoken to Eve in the Garden of Eden was the word eyes. When he said to her, your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods. Okay? Now, think about Freemasonry and the number 33. What does that have to do with anything? In the Scottish rite of Freemasonry, there are 33 degrees. Okay, we're going to that this is having to do with why, by the way. Okay, now I'm going to talk about something that is absolutely over everybody's heads and I expect you not to understand most of it. Okay, because I don't. Okay, we're going to talk about the fourth dimension. What is the fourth dimension? Is it a 70s rock group? No, that was the fifth dimension. Okay. The fourth dimension. I want you to notice Ephesians chapter three, if you would. Okay, take a look at this verse. This this boggled me for a while to God. Show me what it was. Paul said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the one, breadth, number two, length, number three, depth, and number four, wait a minute. I thought that there were three dimensions. I thought that if you looked inside of a box, you would have length and breadth and depth in that box, right? But notice in this verse that he is mentioning a fourth direction, a fourth dimension. By the way, ask any mathematician, is there a fourth dimension? They'll tell you, yes, mathematically, we know that there is. Okay? Our problem is we don't know what direction it is. Okay? And yet God showed us in the pages of our King James Bible what direction the fourth dimension was in. It's called height. Notice that fourth direction there in Ephesians chapter 3. It's called height. Take a look at this verse. Three dimensions or directions, breadth, length, and depth. The fourth one is called height. Notice what Job 22 verse 12 says. Is not God in the height of the heaven? Now, heaven is not part of this universe, is it? It's not part of this world. Anybody that says heaven's on earth, they're lying. Amen? I've got a headache right now that disproves the fact that heaven's on earth. Amen? Okay? Heaven is not part of here. It's up there somewhere. And God calls it the height. It's a fourth direction or a fourth dimension. We refer to it in the scriptures as the spirit world or the spirit realm. This is where angels reside. This is where Jesus is right now. This is where God is right now. Okay. By the way, there's an upper one and a lower one. You follow me so far? The lower one? Okay. Look at Psalm 102 verse 19. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary... From heaven did the Lord behold the earth. Notice that he's associating the word height with the word heaven, showing you where it's at, and it's part of a new direction. The number four in the scripture almost always indicates the fourth dimension. Notice that one of these days, you and I are going to get to go to a new city called New Jerusalem. Notice how it's built. And the city lieth how? Four square. He's telling you of the fourth dimension in the scriptures. Now, this is really important. So, so I, just, I just want you to get this in your mind that there's something else besides what we see here in this world. Now, notice Daniel chapter 7, verse 19. Then I would know the truth of what beast? The fourth beast. If God's fixed this number 
upon this beast, he's telling you something about where he comes from. If he's the fourth beast, he's not from the world that exists where length and breadth and depth exist. The spiritual world. And notice that he's a beast from the fourth dimension. That sounds science fiction, doesn't it? Okay? But just do a study on this in the scriptures and you'll see that it's true. Okay? Notice he's trying to give you something. He's trying to give you a clue here. And he was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of what? Iron. You remember those ten toes that Daniel saw in Nebuchadnezzar's vision? They were part of clay and part of what? Iron. That's very important. Okay? And stamped the residue with his feet. Daniel chapter 7, verse 23. Then he said, the fourth beast shall be the what? Fourth kingdom on the earth. The fourth kingdom that is going to rule over the earth is going to be ruled by, not by people of this realm. I'm going to interrupt right there and encourage you to get these five discs Four titles valued at $105 for a gift of just $35. The topics are Exposing the Illuminati from Within, one of the most famous by Bill Snevelin. Illuminati, game or blueprint for world domination that set the internet afire. Secrets of the Illuminati by Dr. Stan Monteith. And Secrets of Solomon's Key by Michael Hoggard. Five discs. Four of the best DVDs we made over 26 years at the Prophecy Club, valued at $105, available at prophecyclub.com for $35. It's the Illuminati gift offer, gift of $35 at prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. You can also watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation of Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. October 4, 5, and 6, it's the Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. Friday evening, 6.30, I'll speak on my seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I'll speak on my Feast and Revelation Prophecies chart. 
Saturday evening, 5 p.m., Leslie will speak on the Kundalini Spirit. Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll take half the time with Miss the Mark, my new book, and Leslie will take the rest of it. As you know, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I want you to come so I can lay hands on you and anoint you for you to receive two anointings. The spirit of revelation as I received it when I memorized the book of Revelation. Two, to work in sevenfold miracles when the judgment arrives. The room only holds 350 people and the church is probably going to take from 100 to 150 of them. So it will fill quickly. I suggest you do the $25 registration quickly at endtimesconference.com. $25 registration at endtimesconference.com, October 4, 5, and 6, Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. See you there! You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. 